Hey everyone, Jay here. I just wanted to say that we've got some really cool artwork for this episode, so you're going to want to click through to the show notes to check out the full version of the image, which we'll be showing in your podcatcher right now. Our thanks go out to Yuri Keynes on Twitter for working with us to create this piece of art. Anyway, on with the show. News just in. We've got a news report from the Mushroom Kingdom News Network again. Uh, I'm reading it here. It says that um, that Mario's... Mr. Mario Mario, a.k.a. Super Mario, his moustache has been seized as evidence. So more on this story as it continues. To the Waffle and Tailors, the part three thousand. The, yes, the Waffle and Tailors three thousand. We are. It's, that's an interesting thing. Uh, we <laughs> are here again with Chief. But before we get to Chief, I'm going to say hello, Squidgy. Hashtag hello, Squidgy. Hello, Squidgy. Yes. Okay. Hang on. So, hang on, hang on. You got to say hello, Squidgy. Hello, Squidgy. That'll do. That'll do. We're not was, getting any better. I was going to chuck him off for not being really into it, but that'll I mean, do. I mean, so what? I don't. <laughs> so one of the things I just want to bring up before we go on to the next bit of the podcast, I want not about EGX again. No, not uh, EGX, but we're going to be. Oh, by the way, we're going. Did you? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go through that all again. <laughs> so, so it's a four-day event. Yeah, yeah, we we, yeah. We are going to be EGX. I think, I think you two are milking it. Really? Uh, I mean, from oh, the, no, from no, the no, way you went on about it, it would be like as if no one's ever do, been. Do you want us to if if oh, we, we were milking it, mate, we'd have EGX t shirts <laughs> and the episode Hats, would be sponsored. Have a tattoo of it, you know. yeah, yeah. yeah, this episode would be brought to you by it, but it's not. Um, Sponsors. But, I know, right? That's well, never going to happen. Well, I don't know, it might do. But what I want to talk about, right, yes. real quick, is. Um, so it was really between the last episode that we, that me and Squidge recorded, and I was recording this one, was I had to go on what uh, what I'm calling Yoshi's Woolly World, because I thought it was called Yoshi's Woolly World, but it's Yoshi's Crafted whatever. Crafted and World. That's it, Crafted World. Mm-hmm. And it is amazing. So I told when, you it was a spiritual successor to Yoshi's story. I told it you. It is absolutely brilliant. It is... A, I'm sure that Squidge, if you ask him, Squidge will let you play it on his Switch later. It is... Oh. It is amazing. It's... So the the aesthetic of the game is everything is crafted. So you play as Yoshi, except he's not like a blue, like a like a green dinosaur. He's like hand hand knitted Yoshi. So you're playing almost like as a as a as a plush of him made of felt. Like a like a yeah like a, like a and all of the like a woolly character. Yeah, and the 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 whole the the levels are made of cardboard. Like to the point where you and and like cups and pieces of paper and stuff to the point where there's a, there's a one of the gimmicks of the game is you can turn round and go through the level backwards mm. so you can you get to the end and then you can turn it round and go back through the stage and and it literally when you go backwards if you, when you go back it turns the camera around to the other viewpoint without so, playing or seeing this I'm getting a feeling of Little Big Planet yeah yeah it's yeah it's very Little Big Planet whimsy. Yeah, yeah, it's it is full of whimsy. Yeah. But when the camera switches around the other way, because when you've been playing that first sort of level, 
Um, everything's designed so that you're looking at it, right? There's like eyeballs on a bridge and all that kind of stuff. When it switches around the other way, you see the back side of everything. So you see like things where the taped on. Yeah, so like because the whole place is made of cardboard, you can see like the cardboard ridges and the bits of print on the back that say this is recyclable and stuff and like, like that. Barcodes. Yeah, he's really good. And to add to the aesthetic of it, when when you get like one side of it, you've got like all the things that are in the stage. Yeah. And he just went, oh, whoa, whoa, look. And you, you get to a point where you're running along and you, you can see kind of behind something. Mm-hmm. So you see the shy guys holding, like, made-up flowers that on the back of it are taped. And they're just rocking back and forth to give it a, a, um, a wavy motion for yeah, the so breeze. So the idea is that um, this flower looks like it's growing, growing out of a bush and is waving in the wind. Mm-hmm. If you throw, Because Yoshi has these eggs. If you throw the egg at the bush... The bush falls over because it's just made of cardboard. Behind the bush, you can see a shy guy who's waving it back, this flower backwards. Uh, and, and if you get rid of the like flower, yeah, if you get rid of the flower, the shy guy looks wind. really dejected. So, mm. yeah. He did it last night, and I went, "You rotten bugger!" Yeah, you <laughs> can throw an egg at the flower, which then it falls out of the shy guy's hand, and then he gets upset because he hasn't got a job to do anymore. Oh, he's, so he's he looks brilliant. a bit dejected. I, was yeah. like, I went to him, "You rotten bugger!" It <laughs> what did you do that for? It's a brilliant game, and I can't wait to buy it when I get a Switch. You you said it was this is what happiness feels like yeah it's playing yeah. the game it feels the way that happiness feels when you play it when you when you are when, truly you, you, happy yeah yeah, yeah ah. you know when, you know when you have that feeling of bl- like over the top bliss when yes, you are yes. the happiest you've ever been smiling like to it yeah. playing that game it's brilliant yeah. it is just amazing so the, what do you think 7 out of 10 it's a strong 6 that's my problem with game ratings is it's all like it. I don't want to go down that route. Then like, don't. When you when you read a review and it says ten out of ten, like what does that actually mean? No, it doesn't mean. It anything. doesn't mean anything, you know. Especially if you just get a number, it doesn't give you exactly. any sort of recommendations. Right. Exactly. Just ten out of ten. And I, I four to... apples out of four oranges. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Definitely right? four yeah. and a half chainsaws. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> right? But like when I listen through to, so there's a bunch of podcasts I listen through to where they review stuff. Um, and one of them is brilliant. Um, I think it's called the Anthropocene Era, where the guy is reviewing real life stuff. So one of them, and he pairs them up. So like, uh, I think one of them is uh, he reviews daffodils and velociraptors in the same episode. <laughs> You're is... gonna have to show me this. This sounds oh, delightfully. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. I'll leave weird. links in the show notes. But no, it's a podcast, so he reads them out. But it's the guy who wrote the book, The Life in Our Stars. So, you know, it's, it's really well thought, but it's like, it's presented as a comedy, but that's good. Like he gives that like a rating out of four stars, I think, or five stars for each thing. Um, but there's also, um, a podcast I listen to where it's like, we're, 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 we're watching our favorite TV show and we're going to rate the episodes. I'm like, well, you're not going to give anything a low rating. So if you're rating it out of 10 and you two, seven and a half, what does that mean? If everything is seven and a half, mm. what does an eight mean? What does a four mean? It doesn't you know mean I mean? anything, does it? I exactly. Mean, that's the problem. I mean, t- I mean, traditionally, really, if you really think about it, a seven and eight is a good score. But yeah. but when IGN review it, it's not, is it? <laughs> well, this is the thing, right? If, if, if you're reviewing a product, right, you're going to get the fans of the product come along and go, no, that should be higher. 
Mm. And you're going to get the realists who come along and go, no, that's about right. And then you're going to get the people who are just anti-everything who say, no, it should be lower. Yeah. So that's four why, out of ten. Yeah, yeah right. That's why when we're talking about stuff, we don't review stuff. No, we, I made a point when we started the blog of the podcast. It was we are not reviewing stuff. We're just talking through our thoughts and opinions. Yeah, that's because right. when you fall into that, I mean, really, of, essentially, that's what review is. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. we're, we're just not giving a, a tangible number or yeah. amount at the end. So we're not getting a percentage. We're not getting well, numbers. People, those, well, listen to what you've actually talked about if you just give them a number. Exactly. Uh, we'll just skip to the actual number at the end. Yeah, yeah should I yeah, buy this it. game or not? Yeah. And I mean, we don't want to do that. We want to have that sort of discussion about it. Yeah, mm. that's right. Mm-hmm. So, and, and so it's so, so something that's um, enjoyable for somebody that you've explained, somebody might hate. So exactly. it, it, that, it might not be a plus. For some people, Metal Gear Solid 4, what I call cutscenes the video game, may no. be enjoyable because if you take the four and a half hours of cutscenes between three hour stage game. out of it, yeah. there is three hours of actual... I know that from five Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Because, but despite that, I actually really enjoyed 4. Because there you it's go. Got the, it's got, it had the story and the... And the, 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 the I don't know. The shop, the monkey smokes, the, everything. The, yeah, the the the, the, the me, stuff. Me, me, me sounding like I like monkeys a lot, or at least killing them, um, yeah, yeah. in a game sense. Yeah. So Only. yeah, uh, but yeah, I just wanted to interject with that because I really like um, Yoshi's Woolly, whatever. It's it is. definitely a strong contender for your first Switch game, isn't it? it is it really game is. of the year? Uh, I don't know because I haven't played many new games this it year, was, so it I was, can't. It was last year it came out. Oh. oh well, there you go. Then. So yeah, I I haven't played many new I believe. games. I believe I could be wrong. Yeah. Sorry, so man. I can't I can't say it's game of the year because I haven't played them. Like when mm. when they award game of the year to stuff, like halfway through the year, it's, yeah, it's, like, it's you know, if they said it's, it's strong contender for game of the year. Yeah, if they did yeah. game of the year twenty nineteen in twenty twenty. Mm. Yeah. But then the problem is no one's going to buy it because literally that's just an advertisement. It's it is an advertisement. For, for, for me, yeah. it's it's kind of like when the, when they 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 bring out like um, like the two K games, two K twenty this year. It's still two K nineteen. No, well, no. So the reason they do that is because two K. So like the sports games have to fall in line with the beginning of the season. So the season, which is towards the end of the year, going to yeah, the new 2019, year. 2020 is known as the twenty twenty series. It, it just season it, 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 it always annoyed me that mm, yeah. Right, yeah, how it yeah. came out a year before. But so what we're going to talk about now, I think, um, is two segments you haven't come across. Yeah. yeah. So and then Wh- we'll wrap up with some other stuff island? as well. Yeah. Yeah, the Desert Island one. So uh, oh, okay. we've we've renamed this a bunch of times when we've done this for different people. But I think we're just going to call it the Desert Island Games bit. There is a podcast out there that does kind of this conceit, except they do one to two hour episodes that are just on this. But essentially. The idea is you are marooned on a desert island mm. um, and you need something to pass the time. You've yeah. got unlimited food and supplies and stuff like that. So you're not going to starve. You're not going to go cold. You're not going to go hungry. Uh-huh. There's no big baddies on the island that are going to come and eat you or anything. But your defenses um, are up, so don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah. We have got but towers. <laughs> you need something to pass the time. It could be two weeks, three weeks. It could be a month or something yeah. until you are rescued. You need a something to pass the time. So we've said video games to pass the time. You can have an internet connected game and an internet connected machine to do it on. Okay. You're just not allowed to ask is, for help. Yeah, you okay. can't you can't say I'm stuck on a desert island and my coordinates are You're so gonna I, be rescued at some point, yeah. you just don't know when. Yeah. And you you were allowed one to two games yeah, one to, to two. pass the time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So which of the games that you have ever played you really enjoyed would you have for a yeah. hell of a long time yeah, yeah. until rescue arrives obviously you don't Ooh. know when you just know it's going to arrive at some point that's yeah, a difficult question yeah but to be honest 
it's got to be one of the Total War games because mm. I'm not. I'm leaning towards maybe two because it's so it's just playable. You can just go back to it and then it's not. It doesn't get boring because all games get boring. Yeah. But um, it, it, I, I wouldn't mind playing that if if you could only have one thing on your yeah on on your system like like you say. I, I, w- I wouldn't mind having that. Um, but it, it could be any system. It doesn't have to be PC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exclusively. It, even if like you once had an Xbox and you wished you could have the Xbox back to play this one game, that's not a problem. It's, the idea is that you have this sort of wish fulfillment. Yeah. It's a complete fantasy. You know what I mean? It's not... Or, or a Final Fantasy. Th- 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 those, are the, th- those are the franchises that I would look to immediately, thinking mm-hmm. Total War but or one. Final Fantasy. It's, yeah, it's, yeah and two then picking games, the one. Two, two games, yeah, you yeah, have to pick one. The one series, so so yeah. I would go for Medieval 2 okay. mm-hmm. and the entire box set of Season 8 of Game of Thrones. No, just kidding. The <laughs> 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 rewatch it over and over again. Um, yeah, you're the only <laughs> person that will do it. Progressively yeah. more angry at the ending, I guess. I, I never watched... I watched... I, I, right? <laughs> I've it, brought it, this up before. I've watched the first episode of the Game of Thrones. Yeah. And just, I didn't, I couldn't get on with it. I put didn't it, like put it. it this way: a lot of people say that it should have ended. Um... When they killed the the Night King, it, it should have ended after the whole massive battle against the undead. Which, well, yeah, it should have. Like I say, I have no clue. You're talking. You may as well yeah. be talking uh, friendship. Uh, nonsense. Right I mean, to, to be fair, don't bother. Don't bother. It, if you didn't a, get into it within the first two episodes, you're never going to get into it. There you it. go. Having said that, I did buy season three and four on DVD recently because it was on a, like a like a two for twenty th- sort of thing. So <clears> I thought, but that is it. Like beyond season four, don't bother. Don't bother. Fair that's, that's when um, J.R. Martin left to do other things, so he wasn't directly involved. So that's when the story went really weird. Mm. Okay, that's fine. And well, slow, real look, slow. It's like I tell the little ones all the time: if we all like the same thing, life would be boring. So mm. it's okay, I guess, that I didn't get into Game of Thrones. It's not like it's not your cup of tea. I, I get the memes, I get the the pop culture stuff. It's, it's just tough. not like you say. It's not my cup of tea. It's not. I, I, I like Game, I like Game of Thrones. You're into the wire. I, I can't get into the wire. You like Kirby enthusiasm. You like other stuff that I'm not into. So exactly. You know, we're all different. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're necessarily wrong. It's just, it's, <laughs> I, I had to throw that in. It, it just means that you're into different stuff. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. no one's yeah. necessarily wrong. That's yeah. a very different. But it's just, um, answer, isn't yeah, it? we're all into different stuff. I'm working on that. I'm working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's what a, would be your second game? So, well, the medieval two is it's got to be one because I think that's probably what, overall it's probably my favourite one. You, you, the thing is, you, you, you dip and dive between them. I'm not really giving an answer here, really, am I? So, but the second one, oh god. Um, I, I, I'm sat looking around now. Maybe Witcher Three, maybe Witcher Three. But you need to remember though that if you're going to play these games forever, oh. or like, what will seem like forever because you don't know when the the yeah, rescue is going to come. If you get stuck, yeah. what you can do? Yeah. You know, like, so in your case, you you got to take it down extreme. Yeah, you got to yeah, take like, it off extreme. And unless down. I just played up to that point and then replay. <laughs> so you don't have to like constantly play the game. These will be for entertainment purposes, right? Mm. It's not like you have to play the game until you are rescued. But mm. the the idea, obviously, right now is that if you if you were playing Witcher Three, got to a point where you got stuck and decided you want to do something else, mm. you can literally drop out of the game and play something else, or yeah. you can get up and go for a walk, or you can go and speak to someone, or, or you yeah. can go to medieval. Yeah, to, or, or you can go yeah, for, yeah, go yeah. to work or whatever. But if oh, you're stuck on the yeah. desert island and you're marooned there by yourself, 
That's my only source of... Exactly. So Medieval 2 is one. Oh. Don't be looking at my collection. It's different from what you play. I know. Well, I'm starting to think to, towards Dark Souls. I might play Dark Souls over and over again. I don't know why. Yeah, but it annoys you. You said you've well, almost burst the blood vessel yelling at well, I, I, you. Well, I go through the end of that and think, have I enjoyed the ex- experience? And the it's more of a journey. Is, I don't that. know. I don't know if I have enjoyed yeah, it or not. It's, it's the journey more than the ending, because all the endings Gen- for Dark Souls are crap. Yeah, gen- genuinely, I don't think anyone would ever put Dark Souls on the island with themselves. I think. No, it's a bit... The, not not yeah. unless you wanted to yeah. rugby tackle a tree afterwards. Exactly, right? It's not... You, you want to be entertained and take yourself yeah. away from the fact that you're locked on this desert island. You don't want to get more infuriated because... And beat up a cactus. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you, I don't know. You'll have to give me some inspiration. What? But I need something lighter now. Like like, ver- like ideas of what we've had in the past. Yeah. What, what, so what, when, what, when, what, when, when we, we originally did it with Lulu, we had thun- I renamed it to Thunderplaying Games. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. wh- one of my choices was a game that I put you on that you seem to like was Resident Evil Gaiden on the Game Boy. Oh, I, I no, did no, that no. because it'd be a dark area and the flashes of light because the Game Boy Color it didn't have like the contrast. Yeah. So it had the extra level of difficulty you could only see it in flashes. Yeah. So that was one of my options that I chose. The, without being disrespectful, the the graphics are too dated now. I can't go back. How uh, dare you? Just that's me being a retro gamer. So I I just I love that game when it came out. Oh. Oh, right, here we go. It could be any game. Like we said, it could be any. I might be happy playing one of the Civs. Which one? Civil, uh, well, I, I was... Uh, Anyone you can pronounce. I was, I was raised with Civilization 2, but probably the better one was Civilization 4, or maybe 5's a bit more better. We'll call Civilization 5. Pro- oh, no, 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 no. Scrap that. That's ridiculous. I'm not playing that forever. Uh, <laughs> Well, four seems for it. So it's a game that you could just dro- either it's drop in. It's too similar play. to medieval. Yeah. It's a you know, similar sort of. Uh, like, when, 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 it's like I, something that I mentioned to uh, Jay that the last podcast we did when we did like um, switch games. He asked me which ones to um, to suggest, mm. and I suggested a, a, a longer depth, um, like immersive adventure, mm. and drop in, drop out. Yeah. Some, something to play in the meantime. That's what I want. I want and to drop in. Drop I, out. I, I mentioned a few things that were like drop in, drop out. That you could just, was, you didn't need to know too much of the story. Just dropped in, created havoc. You know, mic drop, put glasses on, and then walked off. That kind of experience. You know, you, I mean, you got into Borderlands fills that niche quite well. I feel. Could, could you play it indefinitely though? That's what you got to remember. Play anything indefinitely? Or that, would would would, would it would it be something you got bored of playing multiple over and over and over and over again? It, 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 it's one way you, you can go in and get your stuff and level it up and get more rare weaponry and then just kick the crap out of everything. But is it one that you get bored of easy? So one of the things that Squidge likes to do mm. is with, likes to throw his Switch on or his Xbox on or whatever and put on Diablo because he knows that he can sort of grind on that and just disappear off into his own little mm. world and just sort I, of go I can, on I can turn off the outside world, listen to something and play it with the sound off. Do you know what? I've got my answer. I have got my answer. On, so it's it's Medieval 2. Medieval 2. And, and, and uh, although it will... I'm assuming it's going to come out very soon, it'll be Pez 2020. Because 
a football game. The, the new it's one's the, 2020, is it? The new one's 2020. Right. Okay. So, um, uh, if that's not available, then I'll take the, the last oh, one. Oh, yeah, you can, you, can have, you can have a game that's sort of on the verge of coming out when yeah. we record. Yeah, that's totally mm. fine. I'll have that one, then. So, okay. um, so a football and medieval it, warfare. It, it, basically, yeah, because that's your, cause your football, you can just... That's when you said you can just jump in, and mm. that is probably my go-to game because you can just go play a match and then you can turn it off. Whereas you, you whereas, well, I was going to say Civ Five earlier, wasn't I? But it's too, it's too like Medieval it's, Two. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I, I didn't want to sort of edge you towards it, but when I when I mention games or when someone's saying, "Well, I don't quite know," I I I'm going to try and mention that distinction because you've got your your in-depth experience game mm. and your light-hearted drop-in, drop-out because yeah. I've gone from a Final Fantasy game to, like, where, when I started playing Witcher 3 went to, like, Borderlands when I was taking it seriously to to other games that were really in-depth mm. compared to jumping into games like, I don't know, Streets of Rage, Tekken, Doom. You know, yeah. you just jump in, create havoc and jump out. Yeah, you can play an hour and then you can just turn it off. It's yeah. not one of those where... You, uh, those are, I suppose, are the type of games you can just turn your console off. Whereas yeah, it's, the other ones you've kind of... Well, yeah. Do you know if someone tells you you need to go, oh, I've got to get a save point yet. I need to save this before we can go. Whether with with that, with a, uh, just, with a football game, it, you can it, just turn it it's off. It's what I call a, a waiting for an appointment game. If you've got half an hour to spare, just jump on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then yeah, you yeah. set off to do whatever. Yeah, that kind of like so. One of the reasons why I'm totally digging Resident Evil Revs Two at the minute mm. is because I can fire up raid mode, yep. play a two three minute level. Which it's got is that just, feel, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah it's, just, you, you it's can... a throwaway. There's no you. You are making like in that game, you are making progress because you unlock stuff by playing some of the levels. Mm. But it's like it doesn't really matter if you lose the progress of not playing that level. Yeah, exactly. You're it's not, not going to get. You don't unlock extra stuff by doing it quicker or by by shaving a minute off your time or you're yeah. not you're not playing through and learning a story. You don't have to remember yeah. in six weeks' time when you next play it. All oh, right, where was I up to? Right, so yeah. I did this bit and I did this bit. Now I need to go and do that bit. And there's the story arc and old school all... RPG. If you don't, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right? So one of the biggest problems with like I would say with the Final Fantasy series up to maybe ten, ten two because that's where I drifted off, mm. but. Let's say you play Final Fantasy six, seven, eight, nine, whatever, um, for two, three hours, and you did you've done some story, and then you switch it off, and you come back to it three days later. Mm. Where, you where forgot, you up to? yeah, yeah. Where are you up to? You forgot, yeah. yeah. Oh, where the, do I go next? Yeah. CRPGs kind of got around that by having like journals and law and stuff like that, mm. but unless you are at a point where you remember it or you've written it down or you've you've made a mental note right I'm going to go and do this bit or you've saved outside of the next bit of the story mm. you haven't got a clue you know yeah Whereas, you, you need to you, those are experiences where you need to follow up every other day really because mm-hmm. otherwise the, uh, the, the feel of the story doesn't doesn't uh, it, then, then you end up restarting again, and yeah, you know, exactly. The, play the, the same section over and over again. And like I do with Skyrim, the, the amount of times I've restarted that game. That's because you like creating point. your character. That's it. Uh, well, yeah, the it, Bethesda Gambit. It, 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 it's it been affectionately now. And then I played Fallout Four, and then well, let's not speak about that. But um, <laughs> a lot of hate for Fallout Four from everyone. <laughs> I can't not, believe it. It's just it, it could have been so much more, and it wasn't. And then they <laughs> and then they released that what that. The Fallout 76, that was brilliant, wasn't it? I mean, I really liked that. No, just kidding. <laughs> Said <laughs> no one ever, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Fallout Direct 76. quote from 
Yeah, I yeah. think yeah. <laughs> that's the biggest problem with the with the Bethesda over the top. Let's make a massive, massive, massive game. Is that there's a huge amount of hype, mm. and it's. Uh, I mean, we were talking about it earlier before we recorded about the um, uh, No Man's Sky about this. Let's build the hype. Let's build the hype. Yeah. Let's build the hype. Which was what that guy was doing. He was let's build loads of hype. Fire up the hype machine. And then we don't have to bother about following through because mm. because people will rush out and buy the game, give us their money because that's yeah. all we want. We, you know, a lot of people sort of complain about well, video games need to be about the video gamers, and like we look at Mass Effect Three, right? Mm. Nobody was happy with the ending, and then they boycotted I it. I thought it was alright. And then, <laughs> well, yeah, okay. Yeah. So a lot of, I roughly know the ending is, and never got to it. So a lot of people were upset with the ending, and then they said, "Oh, we need to boycott it," and kicked up a stink because for some reason it's about them, not about the creators. Um, or oh, the the idea and the creative storyline yeah, exactly right. premise it, of it somehow it's about the video game players not about the creators when actually it's about the creators sure you may not like it but that's your opinion it doesn't give you carte blanche to then complain about it Look, I don't think I mean? there was anything wrong with the ending it was just, it was just their, their their vision of it really exactly and, um, right? I, I, honestly it was alright was it the best story ever told probably not but mm. but um, it, it, it was an alright ending it, the, it was okay it was okay the same thing in my opinion fits with No Man's Sky No Man's Sky was a game that the company wanted to release and they allowed I don't want to say what I want to say because bit rude no well they allowed a greasy salesman to that you know and they allowed the equivalent of a used car salesman to sell the the game Mm. oh it has this feature it has that feature it has that feature give me your money give me your money Mm. because all I want is for you to give me your money Mm. when you've given me your money my that transaction has ended admittedly you know they they have sort of used that to to make the game better but had they told had they told you Originally, what the game was going to be, mm. I don't think many people would have. I mean, would have bought it. Well, there's, yeah. there's, uh, that, there's in that in that state because mm. really it was an early access game. Mm. Like, Essentially, yeah. yeah, yeah. And and if it had been promoted as an early access game, I think it would have been actually pretty well received. Mm-hmm. And it certainly had its group of uh, uh, sort of like diehard fans that that were that were into it. But I mean, for people who were like paid full price for it and promised a full experience they, they got it's, they it's, didn't get that that, 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 that that was what they were what it's, they were it's weird cause you can't use the old adage which is used for like um, celebrity culture and pop culture and stuff where it's no publicity is bad publicity because when it comes to games bad publicity has sunk so many studios and sunk so many games but you can't say controversy creates cash either because controversy can sink a studio as well so it's it's mm. kind of Okay, people weren't happy about it, but they still bought it, and then they updated it later on to actually add multiplayer yeah. into that specific game. But when it first came out, it's sort of like, you know, the guy was very vague when it came to, does that have multiplayer? Well, it can do. No, we want answers. Yeah, because, so so what happened there was, he, he was given a press release, essentially, he was given a press release to read, and they turned it into Q&A sessions. Mm. And it should, it should never have been, have been a Q&A session. It, it, it should have been, been, we're going to tell you roughly what to expect from the game. Don't yeah. ask us questions instead of, oh yeah, I'll answer any if, question with... And if you want to have Q&A sessions like that, in that experience... You get one of the programmers have, in. No, oh, you, one have, one of you have um, fielded Q&As. So you have 
the journos come in with a list of questions they're going to ask mm. so that then you can prepare the answers ahead of time rather than Not having just to, on the spot yeah. yeah rather than having to rely on the salesperson I mean they marketing executive but mm. marketing is sales it's that simple mm. um, rather than having a salesperson try to sort of wing it and go oh, well it could have the the exact answer you gave there was kind of it could have that well yeah it could but does it person, yeah exactly <laughs> does it have that exactly. <laughs> and all the like a a journalist who is worth their money will actually say the answer given was it could have yeah. whereas the actual journalists who were there said he said yes you know and that gives you the and it's not necessarily the game company that it's not No Man's Sky's developers problem anymore it's the journos who incorrectly reported it so where does that where does that fault lie Mm. is it the person who didn't give the straight answer or the person who took the not straight answer and extrapolated from it you know Mm. and that all all the way you stop that from happening is don't turn it into a and a session or if it is a and a session and it's going to be a Q&A session. You have all of the journals give you the questions in advance so that then you can prepare an actual answer to it. Going off at a tangent slightly, where do you stand on this... Uh... This recent uh, development in like games of uh, of Epic Games, who who have decided to, well, uh, like it, it, uh, to my knowledge, it started off. Uh, there probably might have been an earlier case, but uh, the the one that I noticed was when Metro, uh, the new Metro game was released, and mm. um, they, I think that I believe they promised that the it had been all pre-ordered and whatnot on Steam, so it already. People had already pre-ordered and waiting for their copy on Steam, but I think they then subsequently signed a sort of like a deal with Epic Games to have it exclusivity on that's, there for a year. Th- that's and then they sort. But I think they still, I believe they still honoured their uh, Steam, Steam Steam things. But subsequent ones haven't. I don't think. It's, and it's it's more a case of in that case, it's more a case of the developers of Metro decided to do this deal. Mm. After they already started the pre-orders, which, in in my eyes, is bit, it's a bit crap. Yeah. Um. Whereas if you flip it to like Borderlands Three, yeah. they said we're exclusively oh, on PC yes. format. It's going to be on the Epic Store for a year. Yes. Then it's going to go on Steam. Yeah. Which they said that before the pre-orders, before they even said the pre-orders are going to go up on Steam, which they clearly stated. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be on the Epic Store now. After that, there was there's there's a few stories I can't remember the game of smaller developers saying we're going to go to the Epic Store and people giving a lot of hate towards small developers. Yeah. Of of a smaller game for life, I can't remember what it's called, but it's a case of they got a lot of hate saying we're going to go exclusively on the Epic Store, changing their focus from um, they've got a game to release and it looks really good to I can't believe you went to the Epic Store. The Epic Store's the devil. Mm. Or that sort of sentiment, you know. I can't believe you've gone there. A lot of people use Steam. Why not go through Steam? But Epic Store for them to start to get their business off the ground, they need, or it seems like they need exclusivity for certain things. Mm. But so, it's in that case, especially for that smaller game, it was a case of the, the the people who were going to buy it being more toxic towards the developer instead of the Epic Store themselves. Mm. So I've got a couple of things to point out for that. 
the first one is um, looking at the Metro example. Making video games is not cheap. No. It, it really is not cheap. You, no. you hire a lot of very, very, very talented people. And very talented people come at a very big price. Um, you also have... You're probably going to be using a a customized version of an off-the-shelf engine, which means you need to pay a license fee for the engine. You need to pay a license to have the actors and the music and the, all that kind of stuff. It's a very, very, very expensive industry. And if you're going to release on not just PC, but multiple formats, you need to pay a license to the people who make those formats, aside from PC, because there is no right. person who makes the PCs. So Switch... PS4, all that kind of stuff. You need to pay Sony, Microsoft, all these people a license to be able to put it on that on that console, right? So there's a lot of money goes into making a video game. It's not just oh, I'll just download the tools and get a programmer and it'll just it'll just fit together. Yeah, right. Mm. There's a huge amount of money to make a video game. So I can totally understand why uh, Metro at some point towards the end of the development cycle, after maybe they've taken pre. So the whole point of pre-orders is get a bunch of money up front. Yeah. Right? You've got guaranteed sales. They've paid a little bit or maybe the whole price mm-hmm. for that. You've got a buttload of money up front. And then another company comes along and goes, how would you like a truckload more money? And it goes back to that same argument that I tried earlier on, that, that whole video game players thinking it's about them, but it's not. It's about a business. It's about making mm-hmm. money. It's not about releasing a good quality product it's about releasing a product getting some money and then using that money to make the next product that will make you even more money and that's a hard pill for a lot of video game players to swallow but but that is the truth isn't it exactly that's how the economy works you know i'm going to release a product and get some money and then release another product and get some more money Mm. that's literally how it works so i can totally get behind the developers of metro whatever it was um, if they decided, hey, we've been given the option to get a buttload of money, a truckload of money from this 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 company, if we then shift it to this other store, totally get that. And then um, for the smaller indie developers, Squidge, you've seen how long it takes to edit a podcast episode together, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah first-hand experience. Yeah, right. Um, and for the people who want to know how long it takes to make a video game if you're working on it by yourself, go check out Handmade Hero. This is a YouTube mm. series where a guy is making a video game in two, three-hour stints every every single day of the week, and he's been doing it for five years, and it still is not finished yet. That's how much effort goes into making a video game. So if you are an independent video game developer, you want to get paid. You don't want to be doing this for four years, five years, and get to the point where you're about to release the game, and then you release it, and you're literally shouting into the void because there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds mm. of people releasing video games every single day. So you're not going to get any mm. um, publicity. So the only way to get the best publicity is to put it on Steam or put it on Epic or put it on Switch or put it put it somewhere where you can get a big name behind you going, hey, this brand new game is now being released on our store Have or a our format. Yeah. yeah, take a look at the take a look at the game. It's the only way that you're going to get a large enough audience wanting to buy your game. So I totally agree with the the indies wanting to jump ship. But then I'll also back that up with, let's go back 25 years. Mm. Right? We're in the mid-90s. Because mm. that's 25 years. From, from oh, I feel old now. The mid-90s. Valve comes along and releases... It's 1997. Valve comes along and releases Half-Life. It does really well. Like, it sets records. It wins awards. Mm. It is one of the best first-person shooters at that time. Oh, what a Probably game. still is. 
Yeah. Then Valve goes, we're going to start another company to allow you to buy games online through our store. And companies start releasing games on the Steam store. And then you've got gamers going, how could you? This is the worst thing ever. What you're getting, what you're getting is the pitchfork reactions. You've got people who are de heavily entrenched in one ecosystem who are saying, I can't believe you would jump ship. It's the same thing you get when you get a person who exclusively plays PlayStation and someone who plays exclusively plays Xbox in the same room. <coughs> yeah, right? You're playing it for laughs, right? You're playing it for laughs, but you still, you actually get that. You get people who are who have had the PlayStation right through to the PlayStation 4, who are like, it's the best machine ever. And you've got people who have had Brand Xbox. Oil. Yeah, Xbox, yeah. all the way through to yeah, Xbox. Yeah. It's the best machine ever. Yeah. And and they, they literally have arguments. And I've seen it come to fists. <laughs> yeah, right? it's ridiculous, I have as well, yeah. isn't it? It is, it is it, preposterous. It, it, is, it is essentially just my machine's better than your machine. And, yeah. and they're both PCs at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. You strip away it all. They're both PCs. One is running a custom version of Windows and one is running a custom version of BSD, which is something that is kind of Linux adjacent. Mm -hmm. And that's all it is. It's just two PCs. It, it doesn't matter. Uh, I mean, for me, I don't really care who, what system you play it on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, do, I, could, I don't really care what you play, to be honest. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's just not a matter that concerns me. It's just yeah. like... Uh, but I know that some people get a little bit tribal about it, and mm -hmm. it's it's a little bit silly. Mm -hmm. and the closest I've ever come to that is probably you know the FIFA Pez debate hmm. because you do you somehow get tri you do get a little bit tribal over it. So I can understand how it works, but that's because it's a football game. You get tribal over football. Yeah, I can understand so. how it happens totally. But and and the, it's I, not I worth coming like, to blows though. Yeah. It, it's just madness. Isn't I it? feel like the same thing might be happening with the Epic Store versus. The Steam store. Now, uh, one game that could p potentially affect me is when Shenmue 3 eventually comes out five years from now or whenever it's coming out. Yeah. I'll probably be dead by the time it comes out. You know what I mean? But by the time Shenmue 3 comes out and it probably won't finish the story and there'll be a Shenmue 4 and a Shenmue 12 and a Shenmue 85. Battle, Battle Arena. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. By the time that comes out, there's talk of that being on the Epic Store as well mm. for a period of time before it's moved to Steam. Yeah. Now, I'm kind of glad that I ordered... When I backed it back when it was first on Kickstarter, I did back it, and I backed it enough that I could get a copy of it. And this will tell you how long ago it was. I backed it and was guaranteed a PS3 copy of it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. you know? I was, and I, was, I chose that rather than PC because I thought, well... I don't know what I'm going to be doing PC-wise. At least if I have a console version of it, I can then buy a console and play and it. Shove it in and play yeah. it. I was, I, was, I was meant to ask about that. How, how do you feel about the fact that you're a Kickstarter, right? Yeah. You're not going to get all the bonus stuff that you would if you got no, it through not. whatever store. Yeah, are, are you not, bothered yeah. about that? I, you know what? At this point, I don't care about Shenmue 3 anymore. I never <laughs> played Shenmue 2. I played part of... Well, no, I didn't complete Shenmue 2. I played part of Shenmue 2 and gave up on it. Shenmue, the original Shenmue, I loved it. It was a... A brilliant little sort of actiony RPG, but in the in the style of RPG, not JRPG, like a walk over here and learn this story and learn that a very story driven, character driven game, and I loved it. And it changed the industry. Brilliant. Shenmue Two. My personal opinion, it was lacking a lot of stuff, and you could tell towards the end of it that they were rushing it. And then and now Shenmue Three. I've read some interviews with Yu Suzuki, and he's saying that they still haven't been able to put everything they wanted into it so there's still bits that they've had to remove so that they can finish it off in time to release it which is what they did for Shenmue 2 and I'm like 
is it really worth it after all of this? Is it going to be the end of the story? It's not. No, it's definitely not going to be the end of the story. There's going to be a. You know, I joked about it earlier on. There won't. There won't be a Shenmue four, but there will be a Shenmue three stories. DLC. Yeah, there'll be DLCs and extra stuff to yeah, fill in yeah. the gaps, or something that allows you to play between Shenmue two and Shenmue three, or mm. something that allows you to go. You know that bit in Shenmue three where you walk down the street and then there was a loading screen and it said two years later. Well, guess what? You can play those two years. Yeah, there's <laughs> going to be a lot of that. Yeah, because there's a lot of bits that uses if you wanted to include. Yeah, 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 I mean, you couldn't. Especially when you consider the first Shenmue game was going to come out on the sand as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So that's how old it is. Yeah. Mm. And I've seen original concepts of that. It does look good. Yeah. It's just and a shame. Yeah, they couldn't. So, yeah, at this point, I, I couldn't give a monkeys about Shenmue 3. <laughs> I've kind of, I've kind of the hype's gone, hasn't it? Yeah. The, 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 the thing is gone. The yeah. hype's uh, gone. Now bring in development hell. I, I honestly think it's it's too late. So there's people who are sort of our generation who would probably play it but Shenmue 3 is not going to be something that a a mo- I want to say modern gamer a contemporary gamer a Gen X gamer a, a, not a boomer Gen X Gen Y a millennial gamer yeah. a millennial gamer is going to hate Shenmue 3 yeah. absolutely with a passion absolutely and all of the reviews for it that are going to be positive are going to be nostalgia tinged yeah, yeah. you're going to be uh, reviewers looking at it through rose tinted glasses mm. you know and all the reviews that are not so positive are going to be millennials, and you're going to be this. You're going to have this huge divide of people who are like, yeah, "Too it's slow, really doesn't have this, doesn't have and it doesn't have this, yeah. it doesn't have that, it doesn't have runny shooty bits, and he doesn't have." And you have to walk around and talk to people, and it's boring. And, <laughs> yeah, because well, it is. It's going to be yeah. a story-driven yeah, yeah, game, yeah. isn't yeah. it? Yeah, there's that element to it, yeah. isn't there? It's, uh, yeah. So yeah, I, so that day. You exactly. talk to 19 people and you find the next bit and you talk to another 19 people. Exactly. That's what it is. It's a slow burner. And then when the action exactly. happens, it's in your face so fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. not realising But it. then I would argue that that makes it more lifelike. Yeah. yeah. Because life isn't full of action all the time, but when the action hits in life... Oh, it's it, it's heavy, no yeah, matter what the situation exactly, is. Yeah. It hits you all in one go and but you just got to react. But people don't do that, do they? No. But, but they just want to... They yeah, because, want the highlights, because, don't they? They're, because they're, they're, a video game is like a movie, is like porn. It's a fantasy. It's a take you out of the real. It's not real. That's mm. literally what it is, you know. Mm. And that's it's escape from life. Yeah, exactly. And that's what people want. It's like books. It's like movies. It's like TV shows. It's like any other form of entertainment. It's entertain me. Take me away from this boringness. Mm. Take me away from my drudgery and take me somewhere else where I can be entertained and excited and and shocked and. Uh, all these kind, all these kinds of th- things, you know. But I, I honestly believe that unless they change it up completely, Shenmue Three is going to be a complete flop. If it follows on from the way that Shenmue and Shenmue Two played, people don't play games like that anymore, no. and they can't not have that because the people who originally played Shenmue Shenmue Two are going to they want will. more of the That's same. Right, it's yeah. sort of getting the balance right of more intense action and the story that you come to expect. Yeah, it's getting that balance right, yeah. and if and if they don't get it just right or if they don't have it where you have more story and then a massive action section if you don't have the story and just continues mm-hmm. with action you, you're gonna the, the sort of like the younger audience are gonna like it because it's more intense action but you're gonna alienate the nostalgic exactly and it's it's how to get that it's no that wonder balance right. uh, companies like Activision just make the same game every year because it's just easier. It's the same formula. You're taking no risk. In, in fact, they've got a bit of stick this year, haven't they, for the new the new Modern Warfare? Because yeah. they're, they're, they're going to make it a bit more gritty. <laughs> and then people said, oh, no, we don't want the gritty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just want <laughs> a brown-grey shooter, thank you. Yeah. So then, then go back to the game that you liked and play it. 
Yeah, exactly, right? Uh, and even that is quite a little... I'd say quite a moderate change. It's not, they're not yeah. rewriting any... But, well, I don't, they're making it a little bit more gritty. I, I think well, I, I think when it comes to modern warfare, I think it's a positive step. Uh, yeah, because, I do. Because a lot of the modern warfare games have been... I mean, quite hard-hitting to begin with. I mean, if you play the modern warfare, they're not modern warfare anymore because you've no. got jetpacks and you've got mechs. Yeah, and you've I got... know. I, I stopped playing after Modern Warfare 2. I think I had Modern Warfare 3. Modern but War... I stopped playing because I just thought, Ugh. Modern Warfare 3, I think, was... Um, that's that's when we start off and you have... Is it Captain Taylor teaching you? Oh, and I couldn't remember. The, the, the training was yeah. to use your knife, you clicked in one of the sticks. There's a single-player mode? Yeah, you clicked in one yeah, of the sticks. Yeah, that was back when and there was you, a single You, you, you player. started yeah. off with like a British... I think it was a British Special Forces team, then you went to uh, like the Gulf. And the British Special Forces team, I always remember this, because it said to use your knife, click, I think it was the right stick in, no matter what console it is, and you hit a melon. And the, and the captain, the guy who's training, says, your your hand-to-melon combat is quite good. If if any melons come at us, I'll chuck you one. Yeah, yeah. You know, really sarcastic. I think that's where Modern Warfare peaked and then it bordered on the ridiculous. Yeah. So, like, futuristic, let's... Like, the Black Ops came out after that. Mm. And then you had the, the futuristic one where you had jetpacks and all sorts and you had different I mean, skills you put on. I, it's good, but Modern Warfare 3, I think, is where... For me, it peaked because I played the other two beforehand. Modern Warfare Three, you had that. This was before zombies were introduced. You had once you completed it, you could unlock an arcade mode, which is more fast-paced. If you didn't want the story, um, I think it just got slightly more ridiculous. I mean, and bringing the gritty back in it is bringing it back to its sort of like pinnacle roots. I, I, I think it's a good. From, from my point of view, I think it's a good idea. Not everything works for grittiness. Of... Not everything works, but. Modern but warfare. this is a war shooter, isn't it? Yeah. I, I remember there were some interviews with people who said, oh, it might be too gritty. And I said, well, it is modern warfare, isn't it? Yeah. Warfare. Because it, it, otherwise you sort of like um, make yeah. it seem trivial. Yeah. And, trivial uh, and you're sort of glorifying it when yeah, warfare well, is gritty yeah, and yeah. dirty and horrible. Exactly. I Let, mean, let's make it what it is. It, you know? I mean, I know we always laugh at when sometimes friends mention that if you had a World War One shooter, you'd be spending a bit most of it tying bandages around yourself or making mm-hmm. sure you didn't get trying to fight down. dysentery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, trying, trying to, to fight dysentery get, and gangrene. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, you can't have that level of realism. But the the, the point is that they've got a little bit samey and, and they're trying to go to back to this gritty uh, direction and return to the roots. But even that's met with quite a lot of resistance. Um, well, certainly, like, well, what are you doing? So, I mean, so it's totally... Why, why are you going back on yourself? Well, there's no future. Yeah. Let's go back yeah, to yeah, what yeah. it was. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, so, so it's like, um, uh, well... You don't want to take that risk, and you, you like like with Shenmue. I'm mm-hmm. You, if you, if you, if you make <laughs> the that's that's the name of the the, the final episode of the Shenmue. 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 That northern game from Shenmue. Um, I forgot what I said now. See, you've locked him off balance. You, you've you've, you've um, uh, I'm, taking I'm, I'm not taking that risk. Yeah, you're not taking the risk because because mm-hmm. you'll upset the original people who. Uh, the Shenmue yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the, the well, nostalgic audience versus yeah. the potential new audience. Yeah, How did you find that line? The problem there is you're going to have a bigger new audience than you will a nostalgic audience. Oh, it's what Creative Assembly did with Total War. There and then we've come full we circle. It all comes back to it. Yeah, and then we've thought, oh, no. <laughs> we've got full yo-yo. We're back again. Oh, no, yeah. they ruined it. They should make a game I want to play. That's, <laughs> it. That's it. You're falling into that trap. The... the, the, the 
They, entitled gamers. Yeah, the the entitled gamers. You want? Yeah. I want you to make the game that I want you to make. Not I want you to make the game that you appeal to everyone yeah, and yeah, you yeah, pick. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there's an argument for. I think there should be brown grey shooters because people enjoy playing brown grey shooters. But I think that, that it should be for them and not appealing to everyone. I feel like the people who are playing it shouldn't be in charge of what goes into it, because, like I say, it's up to the creator, not the consumer. But then, if the consumer doesn't like it, then maybe the creator should change it slightly. But then, well, they would just not buy it. Yeah. At the right. end. Yeah. But obviously, um, the. I mean, what, what, what was that term that you used? I, I think it's kind of um, pointing at the. Is it um, dog food developing? Something like that. What so, was it? Well, what you so called it? Dog fooding is when you you write the software that you're going to use. So Microsoft will be writing. Microsoft create the Office suite. The all of the documentation and stuff that Microsoft do and the accounting and stuff that Microsoft do is done with Office. So then they know where the pain points are. Mm. The same with Apple. Apple Apple programmers use iOS and macOS to make the stuff for the iPhones and the Macs and all that kind of stuff. Mm. So then you know where the pain points are. We call them pain points. The the bits that are difficult to do. The bits that I've got to click this and click this and then I've got to hold down four buttons on the keyboard, slay a goat and then hopefully it'll work. So then you know that the user is going to have mm. trouble with that because you're having trouble with that. Mm. So, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure that dog fooding applies here because it's more of a creative thing, mm. more of a story writing thing. But I get what you mean. Mm. It's sort of a would if, if you're creating this and you're struggling to create it, would, could you bring bring your point of mind out of a, a game developer and think, would your average Joe fan of this game, would they like the direction it's going? I guess, but then again, because I, I know it's all like money oriented. But, but then again, you know, you're not creating. The problem is right that we have the argument of video games are art, and we have the vi- the argument of video games are entertainment. If you're going down the route of video games are art, then it shouldn't matter what the consumer thinks, hmm. because it's about a creative expression of the creator of the content. No, I agree with that. Hmm. Essentially, yes. but in defence of the consumer, I can understand why they would want that particular product Mm -hmm. because there's certain things that that are in a game well why have you taken this out Mm. um and and my sympathy with developers or their publishers ends when 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 they sort of um maybe take stuff out of the game um to maybe sell later on Mm -hmm. Uh, or 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 it's designed in a certain way to make it um chopped up so you can sell it in chunks to get more money yeah i mean uh, um Assassin's Creed Odyssey for me <laughs> was a real victim of this, and um, I, d- I don't know what happened in you know uh, with the developers, yada yada, yeah, etc. So I don't know the ins and outs of it, but it felt like um, the amount of XP you needed to get to the next bit was ridiculously long, um, and as a result of this, there was some booster packs available to buy for real money, which you could. <laughs> spend money to, 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 so you could go through this. So I felt that elongated the game so that it would compel you to buy it. So I think it's practices like that that are, that are really not... Well, well they're not consumer-friendly. 
and the um, it ceases to be a piece of art then. Uh, but and it's just sort of a well, how can we milk every last penny out of it? Mm. Whether whether there's a respect to product that will I've just made this. This is how much it's going to be, like it or not. Mm-hmm. And that's fair enough. I have no problem with that whatsoever because I think, um, uh, again, the, it, it's their game. You decide what you want to do. Uh, but obviously, if you're going to make a sequel to that, you, 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 people have played it before and they can, your fans can tell you, well, this feature really didn't work or you, you're missing this. And I think that, I think there's, they make a better game by taking that on board because that's uh, that's productive criticism. I mean, if you're just going to stand and shout and at the developer and not offer anything productive, it won't really go anywhere. So mm. it's really wasting your time as well as the developer's time because it's not going anywhere. But um, if you don't listen to your audience, ultimately you're not going to sell anything, are you? You're but, alienating them if you don't listen to yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. I don't um, know, though, because, like... <sighs> This feels like it's a, whilst not entirely unique, it feels like it's a, a very big problem in video games, but not so much in other types of art. Oh. Like you look at TV shows, movies, books, yeah, that kind of thing. You don't get, get you don't yeah. get people who go boycott this movie because I didn't like the ending or boycott yeah, this TV show because I didn't like the ending. You just get on ending. with it. Don't you? Yeah, 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 I do. Yeah, I, mean, I appreciate that point. Actually, there yeah. are there are outliers like uh, the way that uh, a lot of people were upset with the way that How I Met Your Mother ended, and a lot of people were upset with how Game of Thrones ended. Yeah. But that's <laughs> yeah. that's I think that's more because, like you said earlier on, Squidge, J G R Martin, whatever, however, J R Martin, J R Martin, whatever his name is, he wasn't involved in the creative process towards the end. And series eight was like beyond the books he wrote, so it was just exactly. the creators of the yeah. of the TV adapted show going. I think this is how we should end it. Exactly. Mm. Right. Yeah. And yeah, but you don't get people going boycott the whole thing. Don't ever buy the DVDs. Don't watch the thing. Don't buy the T-shirts. Don't buy the thing. Don't buy. The... Yeah. You don't get people doing that, but you get it with video games. And I think do, yeah. maybe there's a source, like a higher feeling of entitlement somehow. In mm. in defence of sort of like the opposite side of that you say you don't get any like TV shows and what have you the producers and the makers of TV shows books and your movies don't employ the same tactics that game makers do mm. that's true so they don't go here's a TV series if you want to know more about that you've got yeah. to go out and buy this thing additionally yeah, yeah. which go- if you don't see that it would make no sense of the TV yeah, series they don't employ the same tactics you don't yeah. go to the cinema watch a film and then have to pay again to yeah. watch the ending. That's Precisely. right, yeah. and, and I think so that's the that that is that's what I mean by the the, the, the money making tactics or the the revenue making tactics for movies and TV shows are completely very similar in certain ways, but completely different in other ways mm-hmm. to video games. Because video games, you've got microtransactions, you've got DLC, you've got um, event only bonuses, you've mm. got competitions and all the rest of it, and some of it is. He's very sort of okay. You want to be involved. It's all geared to get the to get every penny out to of you, isn't it? Every penny and from the consumer. Otherwise, you know, compared to like TV shows and stuff where they make it, you've got views that makes money on merchandise and stuff, which you don't have to get. Yeah, but especially in like Assassin's Creed Odyssey, if you want to continue at a timely pace to complete the game, mm. you've got to get a booster pack. Or you're going to be there for days on end. Yeah, it just doesn't work. It just doesn't. Yeah. You, you you can either play the mission in in a reasonable time or spend or do mission one spend another day leveling up so so you can get to mission you you just stop playing that's the thing you just stop playing I think that that 
that betrays the difference in how a so I'm not, I'm not going to talk about DVDs, right? Um, I think that betrays the difference in how TV shows make their money versus video games, right? Mm -hmm. So let's go back 15 years before DLC, before buying games, before all that kind of stuff, right? You bought a game from the game shop. That was it. Or from an online store and you're done. You've made your transaction. You are then going to sit and enjoy the game or berate the game or whatever, yep. but you have that infinite replayability. Every time you want to replay it, you can just replay it for free because you own a license to play the game, right? TV shows, like I said, we're discarding home media. We're talking. We're not talking DVDs. We're not talking streaming. We're not talking videos. We're not talking Blu-rays. We're not talking any of that. We're talking sitting down, watching it on TV as it's broadcast. Okay. And then watching the rebroadcast. Okay. Okay. Right. The way that the TV shows make their money is that essentially a TV show is to make you sit and watch the adverts. You are there to watch the adverts. You know, you're not. You're not there to. You, the producers put the TV show on because they want to sell the ad space. Yeah. Because they want to put on a good enough show that you are willing to sit and watch the show and not move when the adverts come on. Yeah. That's why a lot of American networks now put adverts inside the TV show. You'd be watching it and there'd be a banner, literally a banner ad pop up during the episode advertising something else. Because you are literally there to watch the adverts. Yeah. yeah, you're you're enjoying the TV show. Yeah, you're watching your favorite show or whatever. But you are you are making a deal with the TV company, with that broadcasting company, NBC, CBS, BBC, ITV, whatever. That you are going to that maybe not the BBC, but you are then going to watch the adverts in between the shows, which is why TiVo was a huge market killer when it first came out. So you know, and and you had. Um, companies, broadcast companies in the States taking TiVo to court to say you shouldn't be allowed to skip the adverts because that kills our revenue. And while they were broadcasting things that would try and alter the way that TiVo worked, because TiVo was programmed so that there were, there were ways to, that TiVo would automatically detect when a show went to an advert and then it would stop recording. And then when the adverts came back on, it would start recording again. Similar to how Video Plus in the UK worked. There are control codes that are sent over the air that are intercepted by your TV to tell it we're switching to advert mode now so change the aspect ratio or change this change that about how mm. it's displayed and so TiVo, they could use that to yeah TiVo to hooked mind. into that to stop recording the, the adverts and start recording again when uh, it came back I mean what does that tell you does that, that I presume that suggests that people don't want to watch the advert exactly so um, <laughs> so but they insist on pushing it yeah. um, so I mean it's it, this um Unending fight between consumer and the the guy who's trying to sell you something. Yeah, the consumer really, and the producer. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it's it's difficult, really. Um, I mean, whenever I've wanted to watch a show, I just want to watch the show. <laughs> so, so and, and but obviously they want me to sit there to, to watch the advert. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, but then it, that's where her media comes in. So you go buy the DVD, you go buy the Blu-ray, go buy the VHS, whatever, right? But then that's why there's a relatively high markup on those because the company, let's say Game of Thrones, right? I keep mm -hmm. seeing Squidge's copy of Game of Thrones just there. Yeah, yeah. The Blu-ray box there, right? Mm -hmm. So we're going to use Game of Thrones as an example. Mm -hmm. HBO get a one-time lump of money from you for buying that box set. They then never get anything else from you for that box set, right? Which is why they, they, they're going to offer you it, but they don't want you to buy it 
because if you bought it that means you're not going to pay for the HBO service let's say the HBO service the streaming service was available in the UK it's not but let's say it was they don't want you to buy that they want you to get it on the HBO streaming service because then you're giving them guaranteed money every month but I want that one because yeah. I don't have to pay them again exactly but, but but I'm paying them for nothing though. So then they try to make out that that's an inferior experience compared to what they. But have it is them. not an inferior experience. It's not. It's the superior experience. Yes. Um. And 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 it's the way that these people are trying to convince you that you're getting a better deal for less. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I always thought when did when 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 um. Do, do, do you know when uh, we had the with the skyboxes and whatnot? And yeah. You could tape t- You can now tape TV, but <laughs> any time you like. Oh, you mean when we had VHS, when we could tape it whenever we like that? Yeah, yeah. And it's we're just like we have these things, but they've taken them off to sell them to us again. Yeah. And I feel the video game industry, it, it, it if it can get away with it, it will. It, yeah, it, if, essentially. If, if it's yeah. gonna, it, and with the, with the, all the microtransaction stuff that's gone on, I think they've proved that they will do that. And and I think uh, lots of internet um, personalities like Jim Sterling do a good job in that they raise awareness of it so that it, it stops people from being duped. Uh, yeah, less. Yeah, um, and I think it's right because it holds them to account, and there can be less. There uh, can be less uh, bad about it. I mean, I mean, it all kicked off originally when EA did the Star Wars Battlefront thing. Yes. I can't remember quite what happened there, but. But it's just led to all this, and and I think if they reined it in, I think it, I think everyone, every gamer, I think is happy to buy the product, and even you know if you bring out another product, another DLC, it's an extension to the game. I think they're happy to buy it if you know if they've enjoyed the game. I don't. What they are interested in doing is um, sort of um, buying half the experience, and then it, it's like it's like going to a movie and seeing. Oh well, you get your ticket for this, but if you really want to watch the last ten minutes of it, you're gonna to have to pay this. It's only one ninety nine, but don't worry, it's only a little bit. But but it'll start like that, and then gradually. So it's a three D movie, but if you want to watch it in three D, you have to pay four quid for the glasses. And there you go. Yeah, there you go. Immediately, yeah. there's there's this sort of there's nothing wrong with doing a film like that, but it's just that people who are gonna sell it to you are always gonna find some way to. Um. To convince you, you're getting something better, better, and they're mm. going to charge you for it. But what really they've done, they've taken something away, yeah. and, and it's then charged you again. And it's something you're entitled to watch because you want it the entire yeah. thing, but they charge you for the ending. And I think the reason, so at least in this country, we have a regulating body. So if we, if we as a group of consumers think that TV is being produced unfairly, that UK movies are being produced unfairly and that they're using these tactics, mm-hmm. we can complain to these regulating bodies and they'll be able to sort it out. They, they can't sort it out, but they'll yeah they'll do an investigation and present their findings and maybe they could file a, uh, some kind of action on the consumer's behalf. That's literally what they're for. Yeah. Ofcom, mm-hmm. Oftel, all these companies are there, the TV advertising industries agency, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Yes. <laughs> but... Video games, the problem don't have is, that, do they? it's an international business. Yeah, You've got a bunch of companies in America, a bunch of companies in the UK, a bunch of companies in Spain, and a bunch of companies in Japan, and a bunch of companies in other countries yep. all the way around the world yep. that are producing these things for sale everywhere. And you wouldn't be able to create a global... Governing body. It'd be regional. That's, that's yeah, it would have to be regional, but then if it's regional, it has no power. Yeah. yeah, it only so. has the power in like I think is it Germany or Switzerland where they've banned 
microtransactions in video games. Oh. That's brilliant. I, I know there's a couple of places that's completely banned loot yeah. boxes or reclassified yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, but it's but it's only applicable there. Mm. Which means that if you... Okay, so I buy the game in Switzerland or wherever. Let's say Switzerland. I buy the game in Switzerland and I'm playing in Switzerland and I'm playing against someone from America. Mm. They've used a loot box to get the, ex, the extra ah. character. I then I then go okay fair enough that's fine that's you can get I can't get that character but you can get that character yeah. then I go I'm going on holiday and it's a portable game and I'm going to take it with me so then I fly from Switzerland over to the Bahamas let's say I'm going to the Bahamas because I live in Switzerland or whatever oh. let's say I'm going to France I go to France on holiday I connect to the Wi-Fi at the place where I'm staying oh look I've got access to loot boxes. Mm. It doesn't work. Mm, Regional no. stuff does not work. Mm. You know, it's, it's the same with like when you browse through. This is becoming less about video games, but when you browse yeah, through yeah, yeah. YouTube and it yeah. says you are not allowed to see this content because it's geo blocked to the US only, or or um, as is more the case now because companies are afraid of GDPR. We care about our Euro- European consumers. But people in Europe and Britain can't see this content because we're worried about all of the tracking stuff that we do for all of our US customers. And we don't want you to be able to see the adverts and the tracking stuff because it would be too complex to allow you to say yes or no. So we're just going to block it. Yeah. And that's what you get. You get things that are blocked. So then all I do is I fire up a VPN, put myself in the US, and go, oh, look, I've got all the tracking cookies, which is now against GDPR because there's no way to turn them off. But I can see the content. And you just get around it by literally either literally physically relocating or setting up your network and system. So it looks like you're physically physically relocated. So region locked, region based. And there wouldn't be an agreement, would it? I mean, getting an international consensus on it would be like, (laughs) well, they're not going to agree, are they? That's that's why the whole thing about loot boxes, is it gambling and is it unethical or not and what have you, when it started, especially with um, Battlefront 2, years Battlefront 2, it was it exploded, the worked out, you had to grind so many hours or pay mm. so much. And then that was, what, last year, year before? The, year the before, issue yeah. of like microtransactions and especially loot boxes, which nobody likes calling them anymore, it's still being discussed now, Yeah, all this time later, because it's sort of, what is it? How do we define it? From that definition, how do we go forward? Yeah. How do we protect people? How do we protect people who have like, like, with like gambling addiction, addictions? How do we do that? How do we make sure everyone's aware? It's such a massive issue that even so many years on, they're still trying to work it out. Well, I'll tell you how you do it. You just don't add them. Yeah. Yeah, it means cutting into your bottom line. But yeah, you just don't add that ability. Because then otherwise, you run the risk of the gamble- the people who are addicted to gambling. Because it is gambling. <laughs> There's no other way Surprise around it. Surprise mechanics. That Gambling. yeah, they renamed them, didn't they? They renamed them from loot boxes to surprise mechanics. Because <laughs> loot boxes now has that connotation of gambling. Surprise mechanics is oh well it's a surprise. You Pe- give us people like a surprise what you get, but what what they don't realise is the surprise mechanics is for a game that you already own. So f- to put it into perspective, right? You get your child a dollhouse. It's got certain bits, right? Mm. And you buy a loot box surprise mechanics to add stuff to that that mm. dollhouse but if you don't have the dollhouse it, it's you're adding something to uh, yeah, 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 to something yeah, yeah. that you've already but, bought yeah, yeah but it's still gambling at the end of the day yeah. you're still saying here's my five pounds give me something and it's yeah. like whoa there you go That you could have three of the same things you've already had before 
it is gambling. There is there are there are the mathematical chances of you actually getting the thing that you want. Mm. That is gambling. Mm. It is that simple. There's no ifs or buts required. There's no psychologists required. There's no expert witnesses required. It is gambling. Well, that's settled then, isn't it? I know. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm, glad we, I'm but, glad we settled that. But 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 <laughs> but it just made me thought of something that um, I was buying a gift for for my niece, um, and she wanted the LOL. Thing. Oh God! Yeah, well, and it's a sealed box. It's a sealed, and, it, and yeah. she said, "Oh, which one is this one? Does it matter which one I buy?" She says, "No, it's a surprise." And I said, "What?" No, you see that? No, but I, I'm not suggesting that's gambling. I'm not suggesting I, that's gambling. I think but the, I th- the, the feeling of it is that um, why would you? Why would you do that? Why it would you want like, surprise when you can get you precisely what you want? Yeah, because yeah. like, um, well, these are the figures that are offered. Just pick the one you want. No, I'll take a random one. Yeah, why, no, I'll pick why, why what you would want. You randomly, I mean, and if, I, if you went to a video game shop and says, yeah. put your £50 in there and, we'll and just give stick you your hand in. Stick your hand in, pick one out. Yeah. Oh. That, that is, <laughs> that's a loot box. But what I'm getting at is yeah. in the video game, that's the loot box. Yeah. You've been given an inferior quality game, a game that doesn't have all the things. Like they're doing it with, uh, with FIFA, aren't they? You can, <laughs> you can pay money and maybe you'll get a superstar player. Yeah. That's on that the online collectible, yeah. Ultimate team. Uh, again, I haven't played it, but it's like their ultimate team thing is when they can collect. That's, that's the online thing, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. their online yeah. multi You don't have to do it to play it offline, but who plays exclusively no, offline but, these but, days? Okay, let's say you, let's say you, yeah. It doesn't matter. Apart from me. <laughs> it, doesn't matter. it doesn't matter, right? Mm. You're paying some money for the chance mm. of getting something. When I use a slot machine, I don't use slot machines, but when I use a slot machine, I'm paying money for the chance that I could win either my money or more money back. Mm. We're mm. okay with that, that second example being gambling, but the first example of I'm going to give you some money, maybe I'll get the player that I want. Maybe I'll get I'm the superstar I'll, player. I'll, 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 add, I'll add this as a, a last thing when it comes <laughs> yeah, yeah, to we'll that sort on. of thing. Yeah. We'll, we'll move on we'll move to on. Uh, yeah, yeah. gaming confessions. Yeah. NBA 2K20 yeah. had an advertisement removed because they've added loot boxes. This is I can't believe this was so blazing. They've, they've got like the loot box mechanics, but they've added it into a slot machine into the game. And the reason why it was removed from TV and all the media and everything is because on the box it says the game is for age three and above. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, right, so you've got to remember that the ERSB is A, voluntary. You don't have to sign up for it. And B, it's based on the uh, perceived difficulty of the content plus... It's, it's in the same way that the, uh, that the BBFC works. So it's based on the content of the game, not not... This game is specifically for someone who's three years or older. It's, mm. it's, there is nothing in here that will affect someone who is as young as three years old. There isn't anyone going to stab someone. There isn't anyone going to shout anything out. It is literally basketball, which you might get upset if you lose, but it's not going to, not going to, you know, it's not going to sky It's, yeah. it's not going to sky you for life. Is exactly. It, if you it's lose, not psychologically yeah. going to harm you. So, but well, I, mind you, I you can it. get scars from playing FIFA though, badly. Because if somebody baps you on <laughs> Or if you snap the pad into it. I have had arguments on FIFA when I've lost, where I thought, do you know when you feel you've unjustly lost? <laughs> That's a whole different kind of wind. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Yes.
Right, yeah, so, let's move on. So, Cup of the Shame. Two rules. Okay. Or two things to remember. One is a game that you bought that you're ashamed of buying. Okay. Or a game that you bought and played that you're, you were surprised at how much you enjoyed it, but it's got a certain connotation to it. So, prime example, Lollipop Chainsaw. <laughs> I put in there because it's very sort of suggestive. It's, it's aimed at an adolescent audience. So you play as a, uh, a, a cheerleader with a chainsaw and you fight the undead. Mm. I was, All in good taste. Yeah. I was hooked because of the trailer for it. It looked ridiculously stupid. And I got it and it was fantastic. But it's sort of a game where at that age of my life I shouldn't have been playing but I played it and I enjoyed it. Mm. Right? Or games where you bought it but you kind of you shouldn't really have and it's got that sort of stigma to it. So example, Extreme Beach Volleyball. So, cupboard of shame. Come on, Chief. What are you going to put in there? Ah, uh, well, I don't really have any. Come on, everyone's got one. Of those, of, of the extreme volleyball version, I, I don't really have any. Of but those. it's 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 a, a game that you mm. bought that you you really one of those where I bought it. I shouldn't have bought that really. After play, but if you don't have After, one, if you don't have one, you don't have one. But um, no, I don't, I, let me trundle. Let me trundle and th- and think. Um. I could possibly think of one that you complained about after you bought it. Okay. Give me a... Give Operation me a... Flashpoint. It was only 50p. It's only £2 oh. correction. Let's not forget about that. That's a horrible game. But yeah, that, that was a waste of money. You don't that want to one. put that in the cupboard of shame? That's precisely what it's there for. I, I, just ignore that completely. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> it's, it's not even good enough, it's for, the not even good enough for the cupboard of shame. Wow. Um, I, I, it's, oh, it's just unplayable. <laughs> it's, just it's all no. I won't say it's all right. Don't buy it. Don't buy it. <laughs> um, I suppose um, if buying a game that I really afterwards I didn't like, it's um, or I did like that you, you you didn't expect to like, but everyone else thought was absolute crap. Oh, that's the sort of thing I'm getting. Either you 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 regretted buying it, or when you bought it sort of like a, mm, I might buy it and then you, you found it really good but you couldn't talk to it about your friends because they thought it was terrible ri- ridiculous terrible, terrible. Whatever, but you really enjoyed it um, do you know what I probably I, I don't think if this fits quite quite what you're saying but um, I enjoyed uh, Final Fantasy 13 a lot more than I thought I would mm. uh, well in the and and yeah and it's usually quite it's quite it, it, terrible, divide, it divides isn't opinions it? Isn't it, that game yeah. with a linearity and stuff like that but you now possesses you know <laughs> I did quite like it <laughs> you know <laughs> from the head shake from across the room <laughs> the amazing story <laughs> um, you now possesses I'm out <laughs> bye bye just it was passable. But I think what made it passable was because it was a Final Fantasy title. And so I if, if, it, like... if it wasn't in the Final Fantasy universe, you would have absolutely hated it. Probably, yeah. yeah. yeah if that was a new thing, I'd probably think, what the f*** is going on here? Mm. And uh, this battle system that doesn't, basically doesn't require you to take part. Uh, but overall, I did quite like it. And I quite like Lightning as the character. Ooh, I know. that's a yeah, dividing I know. opinion. Exactly, that, right that's going to upset people already. <laughs> I thought, oh yeah, she's quite good, isn't she? Yeah, but, but then I thought... Um, what, what, what's, what character progression? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Lulu got it right, what character progression? <laughs> she's wrong about that, by the way. Steady on. <laughs> Steady on, you're going to get hit now. <laughs> but, um, overall, Head 
chair come across the room. Yeah. I think that's probably the... You, you, you probably, you're right, you probably shouldn't like it, but it is all right. Uh, do you, do you know, my overall feeling about it is that I don't hate it. Mm. And I think most Final Fantasy fans would suggest that you do hate uh, Final <laughs> Fantasy XIII. Uh, so you would quite happily put that in the cupboard of shame because yeah. you, technically you shouldn't have enjoyed it, but you did. Yeah, because other yeah. Final Fantasy fans would come in and say, oh, you've got that one. But mm. So it probably does deserve to be in the cupboard of shame. Mm. Um, I mean, there's still plenty of games I've bought that I thought, oh, that's a bit pants. But I think this one I actually enjoyed... Mm. And that maybe I shouldn't have to, to, for for the the rest of the Final Fantasy community would you know they'd be a bit oh, he likes that the one. sort of right put put Chief to a side yeah, just avoid him. He's one of those he likes it, um, too, you know he likes uh, lightning. Let's let's not talk about yeah, that. It's, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. He likes lightning. I thought she was alright. She's at, a, at least it's not a dress up game, so you've got that over. There is over there me. is the dress up game though. Isn't all right, the, the right spin-off, hang on, hang on. This is this is your cupboard of shame, not not bashing on my choices. No, no, no. The, 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 Lightning the, the, returns. Raid in a wardrobe. Yeah, well, yeah, she got like some dress thing, and then you could basically just dressing Lightning up in different outfits. So, Final Fantasy didn't do that. Uh, I was, I was hoping to avoid that. Uh, that was off. Don't bash on that game. But, Red. So, I think <laughs> Final Fantasy Thirteen suffered because it was part of the Final Fantasy canon. Yeah. Right. I think because it had so many games to live up to. Mm. You know, it had that pedigree of. Six, seven, eight, nine, and to a lesser extent, ten. Um, so <laughs> it, it, it had that much to live up to and that much yeah. pedigree behind it. I, it, I it said ten was all right. It, it tried to be that revolutionary. It actually, fell behind. Yeah, right. So it's so, so revolutionary. It didn't it, it try tried, to play the game. It, it, it tried shooting too yeah. far forward. Yeah, I mean, it, auto, it ba- auto battle was an option. Auto battle. It's, it's the paradigm thing from eleven, isn't it? <sighs> Well, you if you just... think about it, right? So you had you had se- seven, eight, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Mm. Were all stellar games. The, yeah. There's the divided opinion amongst all of the fans as to which one's the best mm. and why it's eight because it is nine. <laughs> nine. <laughs> it can't be nine. Nine. It's definitely not nine. Nine. Get okay, out. Yeah, it might enough, not be right? eight, but it's not nine. <laughs> so we all have our opinions as to which one of those five is the best. Okay. Yeah. And. That's fine. Then Ten Two happened, and it all went a bit J-pop. And yeah. let's just play dress up. And Ten Two was a game that didn't really need yeah. to be made. They tied up the story at the end of Ten. Yeah. But let's breeze past that, right? That's Thank my you. opinion of it. Fair yeah. enough. Final Fantasy Eleven comes out. That's online only, so that's not really anything to do with the previous set. Can Final Fantasy Twelve comes out, and that's essentially the Lord of the Rings using the Final Fantasy Eleven setup, uh, and nobody really paid attention because yeah. it was useless so then there was this big <laughs> gap of time and people were like Final Fantasy 13 is going to be amazing it's going to be amazing it's going to be amazing all that anticipation built up mm. and what had happened was there was a huge there was a new generation of people coming into the video games and they were like well we don't really want to have to sit and grind for hours and we don't want to have to sit and we want to experience a story or we want to experience an RPG we don't want to have to do both like if you if you sat a, a, a millennial down and told them to go play Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah. It'd drive them nuts. Yeah. It would. But if you sit them down and then put them in front of Final Fantasy XIII, they'd have a different set of things to complain about, the, the, the three of us. Like, yeah. Chief just said, um, it has auto-battle on it, so you don't have to take part in the battles, right? <laughs> and you don't have to take part in actual getting through to the next stage, because all you do is you press up on the bloody joystick, because you run through to the corridor... Yeah. You go through the, the door next corridor. to the next corridor, which is mm-hmm. why we say it's a corridor simulator. But to a millennial, maybe that's what they want. 
<laughs> well, the thing is, it's it's, it's 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 there's no waiting. It's this, that, and the other. Let's get this yeah, straight away. Exactly. Whereas yeah, yeah, Final yeah. Fantasy seven, eight, and nine, you take time to grind and prepare, and then go to the next and area. Build up the story, and it's yeah. slow so burn. you you put in the effort, and it's a slow burn mm. instead of just sort of a this attention deficit. Well, let's do this. That's the way a story works, wasn't it? That's the way a story mm-hmm. works. Because otherwise, if you just have a series of exciting events, like a Michael Bay film. Um, Lens flare. It, it, it doesn't. It's just too in, much insert, going insert on. Insert an audio lens flare here. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it, it just, it's just like a big, just like a big hash of like excitement, and you think, oh, well, that's happened. And then, but if you build it up, I mean, uh, it has more of an impact. Yeah, but... I mean, it's just story. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just. I mean, I've heard people who've watched box sets and you know TV series. There's nothing happening in the episode. Episode. Well. It's it's building it's technically up. Technically right, but it, it's it, building it, it. It's just it's just build. It's building all the necessary sort of uh, background so that the, when the when context. it happens, when the yeah when the context you're, you're, you're basically you're building up the context and the mm-hmm. the story the 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 shell th- yeah. that the the action's going to happen in. Yeah. So it gives it more of a punch instead of just they got in a fight. Yeah. Well, why, exa- did they get, exactly. why did they get in a fight? Yeah. If you just show <laughs> a fight between two people, oh yeah, he wins. He's a bit, oh okay. But, but if, there's some if, if you have it, both sides, the story, the drama, the fight's got more of an impact. Of course, yeah. And then you know that the fight, it's it's kill or be killed mm-hmm. for a very good reason. Mm-hmm. And you know the reasons behind it instead of just two guys having fisticuffs. Mm. So, I, yeah, I think that's probably the reason why Final Fantasy thirteen, at least in my opinion, mm. was so bad. Because it had this huge amount of build-up coming up behind it. All that anticipation because of the previous two flops. Mm. And there's only so much you can do. You know, and like I said, I, I didn't even give Final Fantasy XIII a chance. After I got to you, yeah. like you get through the intro. I've said this on the pod before. You get through the intro, and then you are like you can control thirteen, and it pops up with or lightning or whatever she's called. Pops up with this message to tell you carry on with the game. Here's what you have to do. And it goes you three words at you now possesses. Nope, pat out the window. That Not was it. it. Game over. Mind you, I, I will say just as a quick tangent. Kudos. To Lulu for actually completing that. Yeah, she. I got she... so far into that game and I just couldn't hack it no more. Honestly, uh, really, right. just kudos to her. She she really put in the effort. Honestly, Massive legit. Kudos. Right when she finished it, I told her she needs to put it on her CV. <laughs> it's definitely... Did she clear all the? All she did everything. All the nonsense. Hundred percent. I, I finished the game and then the, do you know. No, the, she did everything. And then you had to do all the you know the hunts and the 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 the, the, the nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought nah. Now I I, I know <laughs> how much of a fan she is. I know how much of a fan she is, and she she said on the podcast herself. She said I sat there and I was in tears. It wasn't the fact that it was such an epic story. She just sat there and said, "I'm free." Yeah, it's finally over. She yeah, it's finally over. Final Fantasy, his Doesn't, her thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, don't have to play it, but you know, it's Feel I've completed compelled. it. Yeah. I've done that chapter. Let's move on to the next. Yeah, one. exactly. Yeah, it's right? I've done it. I've done everything. Yeah, and I can sit here and rip, rip into it because I've done everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the thing yeah. is, after the game's finished, arguably before the game's finished as well, it's really not worth. Content's not really worth I, I I got so far into it, and coming from a background of you know you, you prep. You over, you prep or you over prep. You go into it with a strategy, and then you go into it. Whereas Final Fantasy Thirteen, per chapter, you're limited to how much you can level up, hmm. and then you go into a battle, and you find out that it doesn't matter how much you prep or how much you get limited, or if you hit that limit in the battle, there's a set 
order to do things. Once you do that set order, it's like you're guaranteed to win. So what's the point in prepping? Yeah, but right, let me throw a spanner into the works, right? Oh, love spanners. You're describing Pokemon. Mm. Yeah. yeah. There is a physical limit on how far you can grind and level up because the Pokemon, because you don't have the badge, will stop listening to you. In the original, When yeah. you get to the gyms, there is a set order of gyms you have to do in that set order, unless you're speedrunning and, and doing a glitch. There is a set order in which you have to play through the bosses and the gyms and all that kind of stuff to get to the next stage. Mm. So, devil's advocate and throwing a spanner into the works just as a cheeky little grin, mm. right? You're describing the original Pokemon games. But that was in from the original from the start. Yeah. Final Fantasy 13. Oh, that's no, yeah. carrying on from a thing where you could overlevel as much as you want and then kick crap out of them. Instead of you stopped, you're locked, mm. and then you go against the boss, fight it in a certain way. So you got to keep fighting the boss to different ways until you hit the formula. Yeah, I totally get it. Yeah. I totally get it. But what I'm saying is, yes, okay, so it's a great departure from the series, but you're essentially describing Pokemon. Because mm. it's okay gated. Yeah. Um, I mean, in a way, I don't mind the that. But should make sure you're at the right level. So. Yeah, of course, right. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I'm not a grinder, so uh, yeah. <laughs> in a gaming sense, in a gaming yeah. sense, yeah, yeah. steady on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Gaming sense only here. So uh, it's just um, <laughs> I can't be bothered basically to to over level because mm. I just I just can't be bothered. <laughs> is the is the primary reason, and also I feel it might spoil the actual fight. Uh, with, with the, with yeah, if you walk boss. in and go and it's done, yeah. Then, and, but the but the boss is presented as the epic thing, ah, it's yeah. going and you just go, yeah. I just <laughs> it seemed, yeah. yeah. So I didn't mind that, but um, but I'm not a grinder, as I said. Although you can do that in Dragon Age Inquisition. Well, you did. You had a two a, a two two move thing and you killed anything. It, it gets easier as the game goes on. It gets easier. Yeah, so you start off by saying, "Here's a spoon, go kill a dragon," and then eventually you the game gets so ridiculously easy. It just gets to a point where you go and you go bang bang and then dead and then ending. Yeah, that's true. That that throws a lot of it on its head, but I think it should be a manageable progression instead of you go that direction, we'll kill you. You go that direction, we'll kill you. You go this direction for. Three hours, and then you can come back to the beginning. Okay, what am I equipped with? A spoon. And a spoon. I will point out that you're describing Fallout 4. Oh, Fallout Fallout 4. 4. Fallout 4 for me (laughs) Fallout 3 and Fallout 4, you're describing those games. Fallout 3 was one of those where it had the mechanics of you had to repair stuff and blah, blah, blah. Fallout 4, I put it on very hard to get a specific item I forgot to take it off very hard and I still completed it yeah but what I'm saying is you just described Fallout the the newer Fallout games not Fallout 1 and 2 but you described mm. the uh, sort of first person RPG Fallout games you, you can go this way and do that you can go that way and do that or you can go this way for 4 hours and then come back over here and hey finish the game you, you, mm. the, I think I think there's an argument for Making a game too linear, and there's an argument for making it too, too open world. Yeah, too because you too don't know what linear. to do then. Yeah, there has to be some some structure. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not a big like the most recent open world games, apart from like Far Cry and the Ubisoft one. Get the tower and then do this and do that. Copy and paste. The open world games I've got a real problem with if they don't give you 
some sort of idea of where to go. Mm. If they just go, there's your weld, off you pop. Mm. Uh, you look at the map and you go, whoa. It's too much to comprehend, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's too much choice, too much where to go. I need some sort of idea of this is what you're supposed to be doing, but feel free to explore. Mm. Yeah. And when, when you're ready, go for what you're supposed to be doing instead of going, there's the door, you've done the tutorial, you're on your own. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, he needs uh, kind of structure. It's it's not it's yeah. it's not hand holding. It's sort of there's what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, go over there if you want to continue the main story, or yeah. come over here if you want to. Yeah. The amount of times I've gone on an open yeah. world game, there is a difference between hand holding and not yeah. telling you anything. The, the, the amount that. of times I've gone on a game that's open world and I've sort of gone, uh, I've looked online, like what? Where do I start? You know, where's a good starting point? And someone said, well, it's meant to be here. Don't tell you. Mm. But you know, there's your open world. And I think right. Well, there's a starting point. Once I've got that. I can I can explore and then I can go right I can go towards that area. Mm-hmm. It's when they go right. It, it, when, it's when they don't go. Here's a suggested starting point. Or I remember the, or an NPC says I remember them going this direction. Go towards that direction. See what's going. It just sort of goes right. You're on your own. Uh, what, what, what? Where do I go? Tumbleweed. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where you get stuck in menus. You get overwhelmed. You get quite. It's for me. It's agitating. But it's also very. There's another word for it. It's just annoying when they go right. There's your game, off you pop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's not. Have game. your own fun. Make yeah. your own fun. Yeah. And it was just like, well, no. It's all well it's and good, but what am I supposed to be doing? Yeah. yeah. It's not a game at that point, is it? It's no. an open world experience. There's no. There's no story to it. It's a simulation. Yeah. yeah. Go have fun. Um. Is there a story? No, just go off on. Okay, if I knew that, I wouldn't have bought it. You wouldn't play a board game that didn't have... Uh, any rules. <laughs> you wouldn't play a physical game if it didn't have any rules yeah, or any yeah. points. You wouldn't watch a movie. I mean, certain groups of hipsters that I know would watch a movie where literally nothing happens. But you wouldn't watch a movie where there was no point to the story. Yeah, though, yeah. They? they would, yeah. Is it, um, we've all, a creative passage of time? No, it's a waste it, of time. Being mm-hmm. a friend of mine, films to his friend, uh, always discussed the... The uh, obviously, this is no, I don't think this film has ever been made, but we always imagine the ultimate art film to be the the, the film about an egg. So it's just an egg. <laughs> and you, <laughs> and obviously, if you don't get it, it's because you've not thought about it long enough. But yeah. it's just the egg, <laughs> and, it, and you know, it's just about an egg. Yes, and that's it. That's the film. <laughs> so, I mean, is that art? A film about an egg? <laughs> It could be. <laughs> I mean, I'm not entertained, but yeah. someone might say, "Well, Hip, hipster hat." This... I'd laugh at that ironically. No, no, no. It's just a film about an egg. <laughs> it's just a film about an egg. Yeah. So it might be, might be saying something important about life. Or, or, it, or it could just be a film about an egg. egg. Yeah. 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 It's dual meaning. No, it's a waste of time. The sequel is, is um, breaking the egg. Put it on a pan. And and the final chapter in it is someone scrambling it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. You not you can't have that as a movie. I write it down as an episode. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not like a <laughs> The Egg. The Egg yeah. We've got a couple of episode titles I can pull out the air if, for this. If, one. If, yeah, if I I'd love it if I made a movie called The Egg and it made millions. That'd be brilliant. You probably could with that idea. And it'll, it'll be at the Oscars and says, oh, I want to what, what you do is you, you take it to the Sundance Festival and people rave about it and you make millions. Yeah. For two hours, it's an egg. 
Uh, what I'll do is I'll put it two hours. But what you do is it, and fourteen seconds. Yeah, and then know. you have two hours half, uh, two and a half hours, and the rest of that time is like special ed cut edition, where after the after the filming stopped, the egg fell over. <laughs> also, and, and you release that as a second edition Blu-ray. You release the DLC version, right? So that you go yeah. into the cinema, right? And you pay your four, fourteen pounds to go see the film, right? Fourteen pounds what cinema? Right. Hang on, hang on, right. <laughs> right? Right. You pay your fourteen pounds to get into oh, the cinema. Oh, mind you, that's about right. Actually, I yeah, retract right. that back. Right. And you're told you pay the extra five pounds, we'll take you into a special screening room where there's a slightly different version of the film. Yeah. But you still play the same. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just the people who paid extra; they've got like twenty minutes extra. No, they think that they've seen a different oh. film, but they haven't because it's all about the egg. But they the think egg. they've seen a different film about the egg. Or you could have a screening where the smells of an egg. Smell o vision. Like, like, oh God! You know, of an egg. egg smells. Oh. And, um, and then I don't know the pop chucking. Also, could have an intermission, can I? Like one of Tarantino's offerings. Yes. Yeah, so it shows you a picture of a slab of beef. Go get Just to off the vegans. Beef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, a, like a film of an egg wouldn't <laughs> off the vegans. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I think that vegans would still go to complain. It was a film about an egg. Yeah, I think that'll mm. do it, don't you? I think that's we've yeah we've, yeah we've discussed we've we've, 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 we've ended this off with <laughs> off vegans. I think it's a good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why is vegans? Like vegans? I don't. Oh, really? No, really. <laughs> I don't have anything. Now, <laughs> <of> him. <laughs> yeah, you don't like anyone, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I quite like vegetarian stuff, but like vegetables. No. Uh, <laughs> Don't you swear at me. <laughs> no, it's just, no. That's, that's not hip enough. Can't be vegetarian. You can't like vegetables if you're a vegetarian. Before this descends into farce. <laughs> Before? Yeah. Any further into farce. Yeah. So, you have been listening to the Waffling Tailors. Thank you ever so much for listening to the if podcast. If you made it this far, I'm sorry and thank you in in, uh, in that order. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Yes. Um, check out the website because we've put that together, waffleintailors.rocks. We've got comments on there now um, as of this episode going out. If, if you're going to comment on this, please be kind. I'm the one editing it for the first time. So. <laughs> yes. I'll, so, tr- I'll try and make it worthwhile listening and put stuff in, but... Please just be kind. This most recent batch of episodes will be edited by Squidge. They're the first ones that he's editing. I've taught him a little bit of how to do it. He's going to, you know, so don't make your comments about the edit. Uh, Make your comments about the content, which would be nice. Unless Um, I deserve comments about the edit, which I'll take them on board. Well, just don't be nasty for the sake of being nasty, please. So let be us, kind. yeah, right. So let us know what you think either in the comments or send us a tweet or a Facebook thing. They were on Twitter and Facebook as Waffly Taylors, so that's cool. Um, Chief, it has been amazing to have a chat with you again. It's well, been amazing to have you on the show. Well, that's been a pleasure to I, be I, I think I'll go on further and saying thank you for leading the subject of the show. Yes, mainly oh, you. Oh, I, yeah. First, yes, first time someone's actually. Majorly done yeah, that to came that extent. In with a, yeah. yeah, with the content. We, we've asked questions, do, but you've yeah. you've virtually led this one. So it's been a thanks nice for that. little turnaround. No, you're, you're welcome. Yeah. You're very welcome. That was it. Was it was it was nice to talk about strats for a while because. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I fell asleep halfway. I know. Well, the four people that will. The, the, the strategy gamers will be out. Maybe this will be a revival of real-time strategy game. I'll say this time next year, uh, E3 2020, there'll be a <laughs> load of strategy games announced <laughs> and we'll be able to uh, blame blame Chief for it. Yeah, and I'll yeah. review them. But, but we'll, all get them all. Mentions. <laughs> we'll all get honorary mentions. We'll all get honorary mentions because of him. That's yeah. it. Yeah, that's it. The Waffling Tailors real-time strategy game. God. <laughs> right, I'm out. Bye. Well, that ended that, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs>
Outro music is Behind the Lines by Ian Sutherland. Outro music is I Need You, Watashi no Sabate by GH. Spoiler break music is Spectral Subdiffusion Mix by Phonics. Palette cleansing music is Breathe Deep, Breathe Clear by Siobhan Decay. See the show notes for more details.